Hi, I'm Jamie from Stillmeyer Games, and today is January 1st, 2024. So I have now played all of the games that I will play in 2023. And so it's time for me to talk about my favorite games that I played last year. And for this type of list, I focus on games that were widely available for the first time in 2023. That is subject to some debate, and that's okay. I'd rather the debate focus on the games rather than the eligibility, though. So let me start off with some of the games from Stillmeyer Games, my company that I released this year. You won't see these games on this list because, um, or at least on my top 10, even though I love them, because I don't want to make them eligible for this list. I, would, I, don't, I don't think that's quite fair. I'm a little biased here. So we had the first game that we, actually the first product we released this year was Tapestry Fantasies and Futures, the third expansion to Tapestry. Um, later on in the year, we also re released kind of an expansion. It doesn't really expand Wingspan, the Wingspan fan art pack. It's 255 birds that are already found in Wingspan, but with new art by Wingspan fans. We also had two new games, uh, Expeditions. This is the Ironclad Edition. There's also the Standard Edition with plastic mechs instead of metal mechs. This is my uh, sequel to Scythe. And then we have Connie Volgeman's debut game, Apiary. Um, both of these are one to five player competitive engine building games. Seems to be the sweet spot for Stillmeyer Games. Um, so those games were both released in 2023. And also, we, as usual, we had a number of um, realms for Rolling Realms. Realms and like mini expansions like this for Rolling Realms. These are all the realms we have now in Rolling Realms. So you can play. There's so many different combinations that you can play with in Rolling Realms. And we have more to come in 2024. So yeah, those are the Stillmeyer products for 2023. Let's now talk, if I get the focus back here, we'll talk about 2020, uh, other games for 2023. So um, let's see. Uh, so uh, we'll start with, so I have some big categories that I want to focus on before I get to the top 10. And I hope these aren't skipped over because these categories are really a big deal. So uh, after this one next category, this is 2023 releases that I haven't had the chance to, to try yet. And yet I'm really excited to play these games. Ticket to Ride Legacy, The White Castle, The Witcher Old World, Merv, Imperial Miners, Station Fall, Waffle Time, and Votes for Women. I haven't had the chance to play these games. There are many other games that I didn't also have the chance to play. I think I played around maybe 150 new to me games this year, 125, 150. But I didn't get to play these games, and I'm excited to try them later on. Let's go to my favorite expansion first. And I want to share my other screen here. My favorite expansion of the year is the Role Player Adventures expansion, Gold Packs the Secret. This is a seven-game campaign expansion for the campaign game Role Player Adventures, and it's a ten out of ten expansion for me. It's an incredible expansion. It's it is essentially its own game, um, except that you need some of the components, many of the components from Role Player Adventures. But uh, it's amazing. It's it's an amazing role player role playing game in a box um, where it really feels like a role playing game. You're making a wide variety of choices that have. Uh, immediate and long-term consequences. There's a fun puzzle with the dice. Uh, it it works incredibly well competitively. I played it uh, two players with Megan, and I love this expansion. I think this is this. It's just an incredible achievement of an expansion. Um, honorable mentions are uh, Marine Worlds for Ark Nova and the Missing Expedition for Lost Ruins of Arnak. I didn't actually play that many expansions this year, but both of these definitely deserve to be on, on my list, in, in my opinion. I, I, I thought these were both excellent expansions. Just uh, Gold Packs the Secret happens to be an incredible achievement. 
Um, so that is my my number one expansion for this year. Go back to Secret is also my favorite campaign game of the year. However, I also wanted to give the honor to one other game that was a standalone uh, you, standalone campaign within itself, it, not an expansion, because there were some expansion uh, uh, campaign expansions. And so Sagrada Artisans will be my favorite campaign standalone campaign game for the year after Gold Packs of Secret. Um, other honorable mentions are Oathsworn, The Missing Expedition for Lost Runs of Arnak, and Sleeping God's Distant Skies, which we just started. I'm really enjoying it, but Gold Packs of Secret, I still know, is going to trump um, everything that we played in terms of campaigns for the last year. And Sagrada Artisans was a really wonderful campaign that we had a blast playing through as well. So that's my favorite campaign game. Uh, my favorite sequel and new so there were some great sequels and new editions of games that came out this year that were released this year and my number one favorite is one i discovered right near the end of the year and that is santa's workshop this is a delightful game and really it's two games in one you have the advanced side of the board which is um they're both worker placement games but it is a worker placement game with a uh, strong engine building element to it and then you have the standard version of the board which is a little easier to learn a little, a little easier to teach does not have engine building and yet still has a wonderful positive player interaction worker placement puzzle some set collection some other things going on that uh that i really enjoyed i i highly recommend this i look forward to playing this even when it's not december but i know that i'll bring it back to the table every december to play um so santa's workshop is my number one sequel or new edition of 2023. Um, honorable mentions are Ra, Sleeping Gods, Distant Skies, Castles and Burgundy Collector's Edition, and Age of Innovation, uh, the kind of sequel to both Gaia Project and Terra Mystica and Terra Nova. There's a bunch of games in that series now. Um, yeah, so that's Santa's Workshop, but number one, sequel and new edition. I have six games that I'm calling my favorite new to me games released before 2023. And, uh, these six in no particular order are Marvel Remix, Box One, Honga, St. Patrick, Twinkle Starship, and Ito. I've talked about all of these, except I think Ito has not come up on the YouTube channel yet, but I do have a video about that coming out soon. Um, all these are delightful games that came out uh, pr prior to 2023, mostly on the lighter side. Honga is a little bit heavier, maybe a medium light game, but most are on, on the light side. But all I really, really enjoyed and all I can see myself playing in the future as well. I don't play a lot of digital games, but I tried to play a few more this year because I do like learning from digital games. And my number one favorite digital game that I played this year was A Short Hike. I adored A Short Hike. This is a small open world game um, with very easy traversal mechanisms. And it's a game where you really need to use your eyes to look around and see the things. Uh, the, the game doesn't really tell you anything that you need to know. You need to discover it for yourself and look around and discover it. I have a video about it. I adored this game. I really, really adored A Short Hike. Definitely my favorite digital game that I played in 2023, even though it is a little bit older. I'm talking about games that, at least for this category, I'm talking about games that I played for the first time in 2023. Um, honorable mentions include Legends of Runeterra, The Last Campfire, and Wild Frost. Um, my favorite, so really, this is probably my favorite game of the year, or arguably my favorite game of the year. Um, I had pleasure of going on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser mega game experience in Orlando, Florida before it closed. It closed in September. So it's unfortunately done unless they decide, hopefully, maybe someday to bring it back for a month or two every year. It was an incredible experience. Um, 
and it really it is a game on many, many different levels. It's a game on as deep of a level as you want it to be while you're playing it. I have a whole video where I rave about it. You can see that one of the longest videos I've filmed here, uh, 51 minutes. I, I had an absolutely incredible time. Um, and it, probably one of the most immersive games that I'll ever play. And I'm so glad that I got to do it. Um, I have a video on it that I'll link to in the description here. But yeah, that perhaps probably my favorite gaming experience, not a tabletop game experience, but my prob my favorite gaming experience of 2023 was the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Also, I got to play uh, another mega game called The Den of Wolves. Den of Wolves, it's uh, loosely based on Battlestar Galactica at a, a big nerd geeky uh, weekend with some friends that I that uh, I participated in, and that was awesome too. Definitely didn't have the production values of the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, but I still really enjoyed it. I appreciate all the effort that was put into it and I had a good time with it. So those are mega games. Uh, before, okay, so now some cat some general categories before I get to the top 10. So 2024 releases that I'm the most excited about. Long list here, The Seventh Citadel, Mythwind, Star Realms Rise of Empire, Robomon, Tidal Blades 2, Creature Caravan, Ludite, Charcuterie, Undergrove, Kelp, Mons and Mages, Flame and Fang, Kavango, Diatomes, Millennia, Stone Spine Architects, Kraken Skulls, Thiefdom, Clank Legacy 2, Let's Go to Japan, Ecosphera, and An Age Contrived. My top fix, picks uh, for that I'm really excited about for 2024. Ambassador picks. So I asked ambassadors, so my ambassadors, to list their favorite games of 2023. And they picked many of them. You know, there's so many ambassadors. Uh, many did pick Apiary and Expeditions. If they did, I asked them to ask them to also pick another game. Uh, the top pick of all ambassadors was Earth. That was shown the most, maybe even more than Apiary and Expeditions, but it was pretty close with those two or those three. Ticket to Ride Legacy, Darwin's Journey, Distilled, Star Wars deck building game, Forest Shuffle, Heat, Hegemony, ISS Vanguard, Kinfire Chronicles, Lorcana, Nucleum. Scholars of the South Tigris, Spots, The Fox, Fox Experiment, The White Castle, The Witcher Old World, and Thunder Road Vendetta. All top ambassador picks for 2023. I asked my coworkers what their top picks are for this year. Um, Susanna said her top three were Earth, Apiary, and Force Shuffle. Joe said his favorite was Dune Imperium Uprising. Dave said his favorites were Hegemony and Fun Facts. Opposite ends of the spectrum there. I love that Dave picked both of those games. Uh, Alex said Earth, Thunder Road, and Nucleum. And Alan, uh, two more here. Alan said Planet B and Power Plants. And last, Shannon, our project manager at Panda, who works a lot with us, feels like a co-worker. Shannon said Ticket to Ride Legacy and Nucleum. Last, my honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top 10 um, are Disney Lorcana, Heat, Scholars of the South Tigris, 535, Unrest, Nucleum, Last Light, Rebel Princess, Sky Team, The Veil of Eternity, and Dwarf Romantic. Those close out my honorable mentions for 2023. Let's get to the top 10. That's probably why you're here. And number 10, probably the most debatable as to whether or not it should be on this list or not. Number 10 is Challengers. Here's Challengers over here. So Challengers, I think, maybe was available for some people in 2022 not available for, for me, or, or at least I didn't have access to it until 2023. Um, I played it. I haven't played it online yet on Board Game Arena. I've only played it in person. I played a giant game of it, a 16-person game of Challengers uh, at uh, the Gamers Ranch this summer. I played 
a game of it at another big gaming event with eight people. It just it's a wonderful game that scales up. I, I love the autoplay element of it, the idea that you are crafting this deck, but then when you actually play through the deck, it's just it plays itself. Um, which sounds like it's less of a game as a result, but I would argue it's more of a game as a result. That's what's make it that's what makes this game unique. That you have the deck building combined with this element that you are setting up your deck to do something for you, but you don't have control over it for the most part when you're actually playing through these little quick duels. Um, I had a blast with Challengers. I look forward to playing it more. I look forward to playing the sequel, uh, the uh, the beach-themed sequel later this year. Um, I guess it's out now. I could play it at any time, but uh, I don't have access to it yet, but I look forward to trying it. And Challengers, yeah, one of the my favorite like larger group games of 2023 that actually still does scale down to lower player counts. So that is Challengers at number 10. At number nine, I have The Fox Experiment by Wingspan designer Elizabeth Hargrave and Jeff Framer, Frazier. Um, the Fox Experiment. I've only gotten to play this one once so far, but I really, really adored my play of it. So in The Fox Experiment, you are breeding foxes. And in doing so, you are creating these new foxes. So you're, you're, you have these, these foxes that you're pairing together you're you're trying to domesticate them essentially you're rolling some dice based on what those foxes tell you to roll and then you are creating a new fox and that new fox has traits based on what you roll it has a new name and some of those traits determine what dice that fox will roll because that fox will then enter the general supply for anyone to draft the next round including maybe you but probably someone else and then you'll use that fox for the next generation to to uh to uh breed and and uh create a new fox that will be probably even better. And so you have this strong sense of creation throughout the game, and not just creation for yourself, but creation for the entire table. Lots of positive player interaction in the game. I really, really like the Fox Experiment, and I look forward to playing some more. So that's the Fox Experiment at number nine for me. At number eight, we have First in Flight from two designers that I've had the pleasure of working with, uh, Ben and Matthew O'Malley, Ben Ross and Matthew O'Malley. Uh, this is a game where it, it's, it's not quite worker placement. It is a a one-way action selection game where you have this one-way action selection track. You can advance as far along that track as you want uh, to gain a benefit that you're really looking forward to taking. And that's combined with a deck building element. The deck building only impacts when you try to actually fly. So let's see if I can get you. Here's a shot of the board here. Um, so this is the one-way action selection track here around, around the town, essentially, as you are piecing together an airplane, figuring out what works with that airplane and what doesn't as you go on test flights. And the whole goal of the game is to try to have a flight that is at least, I believe it was at 40 meters, maybe 42, but I think it's 40 meters. Um, try to stay in the air for that long. And that's you going through your deck, trying to stay in the air, deciding when you want to stop, if you want to push your luck and go a little bit further than you actually think maybe you can, just to get a little bit more distance, a little farther than the other players. The game has lots of great tension in it. Uh, lots of great thematic elements. One of the best thematic Euros, I think, of the year. And I've, I've had a lot of fun teaching and playing it. Um, yes, and, and it really has two of my favorite mechanisms. This push your luck mechanism, the deck building added to the one-way action selection track. I, I love all those mechanisms and how they come together in this game. That's first in flight at number eight. At number seven, Raising Robots, one of the heavier games that I played this year, and yet it plays super smoothly because it is a simultaneous action game. This is a tableau building game in the vein of games like Earth and uh, and Wingspan, where you're kind of building a, a family of robots. And simultaneously with other players, you're, you're deciding what type of action is going to be really, or two actions will be really important for you to 
to uh, to take that that round. And you might also get, be able to take some other actions based on actions that other players charged up. It's a game of largely converting resources into other resources and converting those resources into points um, or converting them into something that can allow you to play a robot, which is also equal point equal to points. But the order of operations puzzle feels really good. There's a little bit of forward planning, uh, but you can also just run your engine and see what happens. And that feels really good too. Uh, and I love this, this whole element of um, the simultaneous action system where there's a little bit of randomness. These two cards that you're seeing are random. Uh, you, you don't know exactly which ones are going to come up, but then you get to pair two actions of your choice with those, those, uh, those, these power up cards. And that you also get to um, potentially take actions that other players set up for all players to take. It all feels really good. It feels smooth. This is maybe one of the few games this year that I, I played one night and then played immediately afterwards. Um, because we had so much fun. So that is Raising Robots at number seven on my list. Next up, we have a game that arguably came out in 2022. In fact, that's what BGG would, would tell us. Uh, but I had my first exposure to it in 2023. I think it wasn't widely available in the US until 2023. And that is, I should say the name of the game, First Rat. This is another one-way action selection track game. You can see the track. Here you go. Here's a nice photo of this track that you were advancing on. Um, starting down here and moving up this track, trying to build a spaceship to send the rats to a the, to the 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 moon made of cheese. Um, it's a fun whimsical theme, but it has a lot of uh, it has not just one action select or one one way action selection track, but it has like three of them. There's one down here at the bottom of the board. There's the main one for action spaces where you can move either one rat or multiple rats, and it also has uh, this little light bulb track that's along here too. That has a, another benefit that, that it gives you as you as you advance on the game. So I love the combination of multiple one-way action selection tracks. Um, and it's, it, I don't know, it just it, it's a delightful game. It's a really, really charming game. Um, if I, I, I haven't played it in a few months now. If I had played it more recently, it might even be up higher up on the list. But I've been delighted by, I believe, the two or three times that I've played First Rat. And I look forward to playing it again. It, just looking at this photo makes me want to play it again to solve the puzzle a little bit differently. And I, I love the variability in the game too, because even with the, the core board where nothing changes, there's a lot of variability based on what other players choose and which cards and abilities are available that game. But you can also completely randomize all these different action spots, these action spots right here, so that they are random. You can do that on the backside of the board. First Rat, fantastic game, fantastic like medium weight game with a fun whimsical theme built into significant elements of the game. Really love this game, First Rat, at number six for my list. At number five on the list is one that caught me completely off guard. This is Blob Party. This is a cooperative, large group kind of social game. Plays up to, I believe, eight players. Let me see if I had that right for Blob Party. Uh, yeah, four to eight players. And this is a game that is essentially the opposite of Just One. In Just One, you are trying to give clues to help someone cooperatively, but to give a clue that no one else has given. In Blob Party, you are trying to give the same answer as everyone else. And each player has this little Play-Doh ball that they are combining with other players when you manage to write down the same thing as everyone else based on a clue that you have a, a category and a word. Here's some, some examples of it. So the, the category might be books, and then the exact clue is hat. And so you need to think of, write down something that uh, within the category of books that it, it talks about a hat that is that makes you think of a hat without uh, actually writing down the word hat. 
So you're trying to write down the same thing as everyone else. And anyone that you match with, you join their blob. You, you, and then from then on, you present a single answer together with those players. Um, so you have this sense of, uh, of ongoing cohesion. And it typically builds towards a moment in the game where everyone is part of one blob and one person is left out. And then you're really actively trying to think, what, will the, what would this person write down? You're not just thinking in general what in general people might write down, but what is this specific person going to write down or this pair of people if there's a, a, a final blob pair? I've just I've had a blast every time I've played Blob Party. I've introduced it to a ton of people already, and I look forward to playing more of it uh, as a, kind of a go-to short filler activity game that we might play multiple times on, on a night. Um, that is Blob Party number five. I, I really, really enjoyed this game from Pam Walls. At number four, okay, so I guess I should preface this a little bit. Um, my top four were really difficult to figure out. I got to this point in the list. As much as I love Raising Robots, First Rap Blob Party, as, long, as, long, as much as I love all the games on this list, when I got to the top four, I had a hard time thinking about it. I think these games could be on any in any order on any given day based on who I'm playing with, how long I have played or haven't played one of these games, how much I'm thinking about it. But I did try to order them for the sake of a top 10 list. So at number four, I have Forest Shuffle. Forest Shuffle is a tableau building games, a game where you're playing either trees or you're playing animals under those trees. And it features these really adorable, let's see if I can find an example. Here's the trees. Uh, it features these split cards. I love this mechanism in Forest Shuffle where these split cards are either divided uh, down the middle. I don't know if you can quite see it here or divided uh, divided vertically or horizontally, basically. So you have two cards built into one and you are deciding, do I want to slide this card under a tree to the left of the tree. Here you can see a card that's split top bottom. And which part of the tree am I going to slide it under? Am I going to slide it under this way? So only so I'm playing this card under the tree, or am I going to slide it on this side? So I'm playing this card. Because each tree, unless there's a few exceptions to it, but in general, um, you can only play a card, one card per side of a tree. So you're filling up this forest, you're populating this forest one tree at a time by filling it with different animals and fauna and flora. It is a wonderful engine game or engine building uh, uh, forest themed nature game that I've had a wonderful time with. You can play it on Board Game Arena, but I highly recommend getting the actual tabletop version because it looks great on the table. It's really easy to get to the table. You're basically just shuffling up a deck of cards and starting to play. And um, the, just the abilities and variety in the game that, that happen every time you play because of this giant deck of cards is delightful. Uh, yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend Four Shuffle, especially if you like um, Wingspan. I, I think I think Wingspan fans will really, really adore Four Shuffle, and I've had a wonderful time with it, and look forward to playing it a lot more. So that's Four Shuffle at number four. At number three, I have a push your luck game that completely caught me off guard. I had no idea what to expect from this game. This is the game Spots. This is a lighter push your luck game with a ton of variability thanks to different tiles. Um, in the game, you have uh, on your turn, you're you're choosing one of six abilities, or possibly one of six. It depends on what other players have chosen as well. If another player chose like ability three, that ability is flipped over, so I can't use that ability. I can't use that trick, is what they call it in the game. Um, so I have the choice of those cards, uh, and I'm trying to fill up. Oh, there's a dog blade that's adorable. I'm trying to fill up the cards in the game with the corresponding dice. So you have these. Odd looking dice. I mean, they're D6s, but they I like that they didn't go with a standard D6. Um, <coughs> excuse me. 
and you're trying to fill up your dogs with these dice using the six abilities. Here's the six abilities at the tables. You're choosing one of these abilities, rolling some dice based on what that ability tells you to do, sometimes pushing your luck and placing those dice on the dogs and ideally filling up those dogs and then completing them. Once you complete them, you can't bust. If you do bust, and busting means that the game shows it right here. If you ever have, if you ever can't place dice and the number of dice or the sum of the dice that you have to bury under your doghouse add up to greater than seven, then you bust and you lose all dice that are on your dogs, your incomplete dogs. So there's this great push your luck mechanism where you really feel like you're always in the game until the very end uh, because you can you can really push and try to complete a bunch of dogs all at once. Um, I've had a delight teaching this game. I've had a delight playing this game. It is a good push your luck game. There isn't a sense of progression to it as most games are that I have that I that I really enjoy. And yet I have delighted, I've been having had a delightful time every time I've played it. I, if you like push your luck games or games where you're rolling big handfuls of dice, I highly recommend uh, Spots. It's a, it's a really delightful game with beautiful art too. So that is Spots at my number three. My number two. Both of these games showed up on my top 10 games of all time list back in September. Right now, my top three, my top two game for 2023 is Earth. Earth is, again, in the vein of Wingspan, Four Shuffle, which I mentioned earlier, it is a tableau building game where I, you're building your own little private island, trying to achieve a bunch of public goals that you can see here um, while piecing together this island. Let's see if I can get a photo of the island. Yeah, here's kind of the eye. It's a four by four grid that you're trying to make of a ton of cards. That and one of the things I love about this tableau in particular is not just are you are you're not just playing cards into your tableau, but you're also placing tokens, two different types of tokens on those cards that do different things, mean different things depending on your tableau and the cards. I love that. And also, like raising robots earlier, it is a simultaneous action game where there is an active player in this game. The active player is choosing one of these four actions that you can see up here. This looks like a prototype, what we're seeing here, because the, these boards don't actually fold. But you're choosing one of these four actions. You get a stronger version of that action. Everyone else gets a weaker version simultaneously of that action. And all players activate all cards that have the color of that action. So if I activate, say, this red action, uh, I get the most powerful version. All the players get a weaker version of it. And all players activate all red abilities in their tableau, including these cards here. So it feels, I mean, it it's... A game that has a lot of deep choices that you're making, a lot of interesting choices, but it happened. The flow of the game is so smooth because it's all, all happening simultaneously. Um, yeah, I, I, I love this game. I, I've had a blast playing it. Susanna was very kind to bring me back some play mats from uh, from uh, Essence Spiel, so I have some fancy play mats to play on now. I have loved playing Earth. Talking about it right now, like like what's happens with my favorite games. Talking about it makes me want to get Earth to the table and build an island. It is so satisfying to build that island, both the cards and to put so many things on, to have this 3D presence on the island that you've built. Yeah, I adore Earth. I've had a wonderful time playing it and it is my number two favorite game of 2023. My number one favorite game though, and this was again, a very tough debate between these top four, especially these top two. I'm going with the Star Wars deck building game. Uh, I said that my favorite gaming experience of this year was the Star Wars Galactic Star, Cru Star Cruiser. And yeah, Star Wars is going to take it take my favorite tabletop game too because i think this is a wonderful dueling game uh one player plays as the empire the other plays as the rebellion here's some fancy components here and the theme of the game i think is done beautifully 
I'm trying to get to a photo so I can actually show, show the thing that looks like fancy components here. But the heart of the game is this card row. It's a deck building game where you interact with the card row and not so much the other player, but this card row works really, really well in that uh, you can see how these cards are facing uh, one player, not the other. So these are facing the, um, I guess we're sitting in the the position of the, the rebellion right now. And uh, the card is mostly face up facing the Empire player. So that means the Empire player can buy these cards. On their turn, they can spend this currency to gain these cards into their deck. However, as the Rebellion, I can try to remove these cards from the card row before the Empire gets to it. So instead of spending currency, I can use the kind of the attack value in the game to destroy this card before my opponent can get to it. And if I do that, then I get a bonus. I get a special bonus. And so... It has this wonderful form of player interaction without hurt, actually hurting the other player's engine. You're kind of hurting the engine before they even get to build it. Uh, you're saying, okay, I, I really don't want this other player to have the Death Trooper. I'm going to take out this Death Trooper before they had it. But once that player actually has the Death Trooper, you can't do anything about it. It's in their deck. You have to deal with it. Um, there's so much I can talk about this game. The other One other thing I'll mention is that I really like the base system, the bases in the game. So the whole point of the game, the goal of the game, is to destroy three bases of the opponent there's some other variants that you can play but that's that's the standard way destroy three bases and so there's no victory points there's no there's no even real life to the game it, uh you play you're not destroying the other player you're destroying their bases and on top of this that in itself is, is a neat system but on top of that the bases each have a special ability and so whenever someone destroys your base you get to look through all the other bases that you have and you get to choose your next base and put that base into play and that player uh at, at least at the beginning of your next turn and uh, that is the new base that the other player has to deal with. It often has, has either an ongoing ability or a one-time ability. Let's see if we can find some examples here of these bases. There's Darth Vader himself. Um, but yeah, here, uh, which base do we have? So we have Corellia right now as, as uh, the base. I think that might be the starting base for the, the Rebels. Or no, for the um, the Empire. But uh, yeah, the, the, the whole base system, this idea of this moment where you get to look through these cards and pick the one that's, that's right for you. And you're doing it while the opponent is taking their turn. So you're not even slowing down their turn. It's a it's a wonderful deck building game. Uh, it's one when I uh, went to the gamers ranch this past year, I think my friends weren't quite aware of the game yet. And we got it to the table and it was probably the most played game of the gamers ranch weekend. People just played it over and over again, back to back. They'd switch roles, they'd switch players, they find another player to teach and show. People were just eager to show other people this game. Um, and I was one of those people because I really, really adore this game. I hope there's an expansion someday. I don't think the game necessarily needs it, but I would love to see more characters from the Star Wars universe in the game and see what interesting mechanisms the designer comes up with. But uh, as a whole, I, I love the game. So yeah, that is Star Wars the deck building game as my number one favorite game of 2023. That's my list. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts on the games that I've talked about today. I'd also love to hear your favorite games. Maybe your top three favorite games of 2023. I'd also love to hear your favorite uh, digital game, your favorite sequel or new edition your favorite campaign game, and your favorite expansion, if you feel comfortable sharing that information in the comments. I'd really genuinely love to hear it, and maybe even love to hear why you picked those games, if you want to share that as well. I look forward to a wonderful world of gaming in 2024 and talking about a ton of new games with you. I'll see you then. See you in 2024. Thanks.